You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. We have new music this week from Two Chains and Solange. Yes. Where would you like to start? Uh, let's start Two Chains. I feel like okay. that kind of, that, that's, I'm not going to spoil alert, that Solange album is really, really deep. <laughs> so I don't want to go there after, after the A-side. Okay. Let's go Dos Cadenas. So. The infamous LeBron James A and R <laughs> Two Chains album, rapper go to the league. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, Two Chains has an interesting career. Let's talk about it. He is. I'm trying to think of somebody like I'm trying to think of who in in hip hop has had a career like Two Chains. Well, you ha- you would have to first describe. What is two? What is like two chains? So two chains uh, has been a. I mean, two chains didn't break out as a solo artist until what those first those mixtapes were twenty eleven, and then the yep. fir- the first album is twenty twelve, right? Yep. So, but so before that, he had this long career in Play a Circle, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think the what their best known single, of course, was Duffelback was Duffelback Boy, but I mean, he you know has basically been like trying to make it as a rapper i mean he basically was trying to make it as a rapper for almost like 15 years before he made it yeah right which is amazing Mm -hmm. right like he is this really true wow yeah so he didn't really break out until he was is this right 30 well i'm doing the math he didn't really break out like his solo his like based on a true story came out when he was 35 right most of the time you don't get like a debut major label artist when you're like when you're 35. Mm -hmm. So like that alone right there is like super interesting. But as an artist, he's had successful singles. He's had successful guest appearances. Mm -hmm. He has crossed over into pop culture. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say he has a classic album. No. He's, I was almost going to say he's, kind of in the Busta Rhymes vein but I think mm. Busta might have I mean I think Busta has albums closer to classics than 2 Chains, and I think Busta has bigger records correct but I'm trying to think of someone similar to him you know what I mean and I can't really yeah I, I get the I get the I get the Busta he's like a subdued Busta mm. Busta was very in your face and 2 Chains is very subtle sure um his style is very in your face, just how he dresses. But right, like, right, right, right. you know, Busta was very loud, aggressive. Two Chains is not that at all. I mean, some but, of that is the difference between like Busta came out in the nineties. I was talking to a coworker about how aggressive early nineties hip hop was. Like even the girl records, like yo girl, I like <laughs> your style. Give me your number. Right now, like, whoa. <laughs> Everybody, those are the uh, opening bars from the new Armand Wake Up single. It's called yep. Yo Girl. Yo Girl. Carol's too. It's coming. Um, God only shines on Sundays. It's coming. I, I, yeah, I, I, I guess we, we could just go with the Busta Rhymes reference because I feel, I feel like we'll be there forever. Let us know at oh, CRS yeah, definitely. Podcast um, who you think Two Chains' career is similar to? I'm actually going to post that question on all of our socials because that's a really good question, and I feel like we'll get some some good answers from our uh, our audience. But um, hold, let me write that down. Make a marker. Hold on. I'm going to keep all this in. Don't worry. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. <laughs> no, no. I want people to hear, you know, hear a little bit how yeah, it works. Absolutely. No. And that's what I'm saying. Like our fans are like, yeah, like our fans want everything. So that's cool. Um, yeah, so okay, so we'll just go with the Buster reference because I feel like we'll be here for another hour just trying to figure out who his career is similar to. Right, right, right. Um, I agree with you that he doesn't have a classic album. I would like to see if Two Chains fans, because I think you and I both like Two Chains. We do. But are we fans of Two Chains? Yeah, I think I'm a, I'm a Two Chains fan. Okay, okay, okay. I, I wouldn't okay. say, I mean, but also, I'm like, I would tell you, do I think it's. Um, I don't do I think he has a classic album? No. And that was going to be my question like do any of his like hardcore fans feel like he had he has a classic album and if so what? Mm. Because I saw people this year or this week I'm sorry say that Boats 2 was a classic. I've heard people this week say that Pretty Girls Love Trap Music was a classic. People might be so, uh people are being pretty uh what was the name expensive. of that two chains? What's the name of that first Two Chains mixtape? Um, True Religion. True Religion. Wait, is that the that... one with License to Kill? <laughs> I you got a license to kill. <laughs> you know I want to play that. Go ahead. Hold on, because oh. I think that song actually explains it, it. It really does tell a little bit about Two Chains. Oh man, Dollar Boy is on that. Wow, Dollar Boy. Yep. Oh, M sixteen produced. I remember M sixteen. <laughs> I just hold on. Come on, I want I want to hear the hook. I want to hear the hook. <laughs> oh, that miss it? Oh, there it is. Oh. oh my god. Can I say something in retrospect? Go ahead. That beat's kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like those drums came in. I was like, oh, hmm. <laughs> oh man. Maybe just that's I've been in I've been in this like early 90s RB bag lately. Like 89-90-91. And I think that's when that Gladys Knight record came out. Um, yeah. Okay, so explain how that song relates to. Did you say this project? Sure. I mean, okay. he is. So one of the things about Two Chains that has been apparent since that song is that, like, first of all, he grew he grew up clearly listening to '90s hip hop. Yeah, and he has musical tastes that are definitely like he's a 41 year old guy, mm -hmm. right? So like, you hear some of the beats on here. Here's some of the sample choices. You see some of the things, like some of the decisions here, and you're like, yeah. I understand it. Like, mm -hmm. I think like when we talk about the Ninth Wonder record, like, of course he likes the Ninth Wonder record. Of course. Right. Um, I think like, I don't know, like he, he has these moments where he's like, he wants to make sure people know that he can rap. 
I think that's all over this album because the first takeaway is that he's rapping on this album. He's rapping well to me. And, and I think it like when I hear that license to kill sample and then I listen to to that record, I said me. And I think mm-hmm. to myself, here's a guy who's not afraid of being a little ridiculous on a song. And he's okay yeah, with that. He's okay. I mean, but I think that goes with the two chains image that just that subtle uh I don't want to call it boastfulness, but We'll just use that. I can't think of the word that I want to use. Right, right, right. But it's subtle, but it, he has these moments where it's like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you, I'm going to show you. So I'm going to be silent, but other things about me are going to speak very loud and they're going to speak for me. Um, yeah, that was the biggest takeaway. It wasn't, okay, so that record, when we reviewed that project, we, I think our critique was that he's trying to rap, but he can't. You know, yes. We talked about, we talked about Two Chains, um, his metaphors. My favorite being "I wish a nigga would" like a kitchen cabinet. It's hilarious. <laughs> and so it was kind of like he was he was trying to like be the idea of what he thought rapidy rap was. But to me, on this album, oh, he's rapping. He's figured it out. And I don't think this is the first time he's. I'm. This feels like he's been doing it. It doesn't feel like he just turned a corner and figured it out. I'm sure there's some other projects that we just kind of glanced over, glossed over, that he's probably been rapping well for a while. Outside of just the, um, you know, his his guest appearances, which we've been super fans of sure. over the last few years. Sure. And I think part of that is why he, wa- he had LeBron sign on to this. He needed a little bit. No, he, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, he wanted to like get people to pay attention to him again. He's been putting out music, like EPs and albums, but like, you, you know, and his fans have liked it and, you know, he's done okay, but like, he hasn't really like broke through. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute for him. It's been a, he'll have a, he'll have a record. Oh, sure. Right. right. But like, he'll have, a, he'll have a record, but it won't be like, but like people are talking about this album in a way they have not talked about a two chains album in a while. Very true. Okay. So you're saying that's the, the LeBron. Mm, Cause, the LeBron Cause clearly he ignored thing. LeBron's advice, right? Like, cause there's, <laughs> There's no guest appearance on that song. <laughs> it the LeBron thing gets you in the door. For sure. It's the uh it's the it's when the the uh the youth pastors would bring out the pizza <laughs> and you'd be eating pizza and they'd be like, hey guys, wanna know about Jesus? And you'd be like, wait, I just came for pizza. Like, hold on, chill out. Let me tell you about something called the word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see those words on the box of pizza? There is also the word of God. Who is like, yeah, who is God? Who is God? Let me tell you. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> but um, I, yeah. So LeBron was the <laughs> LeBron was the pizza <laughs> for youth ministry. All right. So I have track by track notes on this. I do not. Um, we can go fast, though. No, we can. We can actually go trap by uh, trap by trap. That lets you know where I am right now. Oh, man. Trap by trap is a fantastic name. For a project trap by trap notes okay let me pull up a track list okay let's rock i'm i'm gonna i think i can speak enough to what i like and what stood out has anybody named a song trapper keeper yet anyway um all right so <laughs> this is my brain's at right now um he opens with forgiven uh featuring marsha ambrosius and an uncredited uh francis and the lights um oh your boy okay that's him at the yeah. end um do you, were you told that or did no, you already know? I mean, it, you, just you, you could hear him. It's really obvious. Yeah. Okay. 
um, produced by uh, Them Joints, who I think last week was the last time I heard something from him on Compton, maybe. Um, Wait, Compton, the, the album? Kendrick? Oh. No, the Dre album. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about the, the Kendrick and Dre rap. I thought that was just Blaze. Okay. Um, no, no. Um, yeah, Dem Joints, uh, an Aftermath producer. Um, so I don't know how I feel about the flutes on this, but otherwise, this beat is crazy. He unleashed the flutes. It's the flutes aren't great, but um, the beat otherwise is pretty dope. The hook is pretty good. Um, I like Marsha on it. I like Two Chains on this. Like this is a this is a nice opener. Yeah, I agree. I like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I don't have anything else to add. But yes. Um, the I like. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's something I have. The well, we can talk about more about the next record. But I like introspective chains. Hmm. It's weird. Chains is like he's still got this dope boy aura. <laughs> well, believe me, <laughs> when we get to statute of limitations. Yes. Gosh. Oh my God. Woo. Boy, oh boy, he's Takashi on that record. Um, he's got this introspection where like. He's still very, he's kind of like Jay in a sense where, but it's more of a, of a, of a tangible Jay where he's, he's removed from it, but he's not so far removed from it to remember the details. And then he's able to emotionally process what was going on and how he justified moving in that space. Right. And, and I enjoy, I, oh, I enjoy any perspective like that. So helps when it's, it's in hip hop. Okay, so track two, Threat to Society, produced by Ninth Wonder. Um, I'm going to say this, and this might sound like I'm damning with faint praise, but longtime listeners of Clock Radio Speakers know I am not. This feels like a mid-2000s legacy song in the best possible way. Hmm. What I mean by that is, this sounds like vintage Ninth. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I was super underwhelmed by this beat. Oh, I really like this beat. Um, okay. so much so that I was like, who did he sample? And then I looked at the sample and then I looked at, the, and then I picked another song off that album and I made a beat this weekend. Is <laughs> <laughs> it in Dropbox? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I think two chains on this is fine. I think he's, I think he's good. I don't love his flow. It's okay. okay. It's a weird kind of like, to me, this is a case where like, I think two chains heard this and was like, he's, a, I think he's a ninth wonder fan. And he like wants to rap on a Ninth Wonder beat. I think if I were picking out like beats that get Two Chains to rap in a way that makes Two Chains sound really good, I don't know if I would choose this beat. Correct. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. One hundred percent. This right. felt like the like I see people. The, this is a great beat to casual Ninth Wonder fans mm. or who are like, oh yeah, bring back. I remember samples. And it's like, okay, here's a sample. Like, this is really... Oh, it's a sample, for sure. Yeah, it's a sample. It's very, but like, it's very very bare bones. It's very easy knife. It's not a, it's not a chop at all. It's oh, no, no, no. It's not a chop, but it's like a, um, you know what it is? It's a feel-good sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the singing about it feels good to be alive. Feels good to yeah, be yeah. alive. Yep, yep, yep. Sometimes yep, you yep. need I, that. Yeah. Yeah, but of course you and I are like, no, chop on the ace. No, <laughs> no, I'm okay. I mean, I chopped mine, but like, I'm okay with, you know, sometimes a loop is cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think people rely, I think some producers who do that, I think they rely on the chop too much. Um, miss me with the four bar chop. <laughs> like, don't just do the four bar chop and then let the, let the sample play for the last two bars. 
switch it up, switch it up, make it, make it bigger. And then, but then don't do, it's a, it's a weird line. Don't, then don't do too much to where the beat is overpowering the rapper. Mm. It's, it takes, it takes time. It takes time. Yeah. If anything, I thought to myself, wow, that, like that sampled vocal is really loud and is not EQ'd at all to hide under two chains voice. Like he's really just rapping over it. It's fine. Mm. Almost like a ghost face style of like, nope, just going to rap over them singing. And that's what the, that's all that's happening. Mm, um, uh, Money in the Way, uh, produced by uh, Buddha Bless. Um, I like the sample. I think the beat is fine. Agreed. I think people really like this. Um, it's got a video already. Um, okay, I see that. I think it's a good, I think it puts him in a, I think it puts 2 Chains in a pretty good pocket for his flow. And I think the song like mostly works, but I don't think it's amazing. Mm. I don't know. How do you feel about Money in the Way? Same. Okay. Wow. We yeah. are really, we are really uh, yeah, synced up on this on, album. All right. Yeah. We're on one accord. It's cool. Um, Statute of Limitations, uh, produced yes. by 30 Rock. Um, I don't really love this beat. Um, I get like that this beat is all about the low end, but it, it is what it is. But it's not... What people are really talking about with the song is not the beat, but who, but Two Chains' first verse, where he basically just talks about a whole bunch of famous people that he used to sell drugs to. Mm. Yes. <laughs> um. Interesting. Yeah, a smidge. Um. Sure. I I don't really get the. I mean, I don't know. Like, so if you make a song like that, don't you like almost want to like lead off with that as a part of your promotion do you know what i mean like no to like if you wanted to drum up buzz for the album would you drop that like would you would you have that leak out like the wednesday or thursday before the album comes out no well because i guess oh go ahead do people leak records anymore well not leak but you know you put the song out so people can hear it before it comes out you know before the album comes out or whatever yeah again my question like do people did any of these songs were any of these songs out before the album came out um girl's best friend that... was but that's because it was like a single in like november or whatever okay all right and that that's whatever that was a let's see if this works right sure sure but you're right i don't yeah. think people do that anymore yeah, but like I don't think people do that anymore. so then i asked the question of like so then like it's gonna sound dumb like why make a song that you have the potential to like make a lot of people unhappy but like I, I i don't know what like what's the upside for chains making this record like yeah, let me that, let, let, a, let me go snitch on a bunch of people who I used to sell drugs to. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a chains question. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't yeah. I can't answer that. Sure, sure. As a song, it's okay. Um, this beat makes me realize that what the popular production right now is really we said is DJ Paul and Juicy J. It's Lil John too, like, which is ironic because he gets called out on this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, this was the first. No, this was the second Lil John record I had ever heard. The first one was I like them girls. The second one was was this. Oh, what's the name of this Lil John record? I don't remember. Like what? What? Like what you gonna do or something like that? The record was hard, but um, yeah, we're gonna start seeing this. You're gonna start seeing uh, Lil John samples come back. Mm. Somebody's gonna rap over Bia Bia or Who You With. It's coming. Forever, I love Atlanta. Somebody wants to get beat up. Sure. 
I, I asked this. Hey, uh, yeah. uh, Clock Radio speakers fans, I don't know. If, I, I think I don't. I'm I'm not going to ask you this, Doc, because I think you're out of the way when it comes to this. Okay. Are Are there any records out right now that incite the youths to want to fight? Oh, I mean, the answer is Mo Bamba. Oh no! Is have it? You, have you seen White Children when Mo Bamba? <laughs> Oh, that song is terrible. That, oh, that gives me a headache. So, Marissa and I are at the hockey game on Friday. <laughs> the band oh, plays Mo Bamba. And the, the, like, the student section is losing their minds. Mm. So, yes, the answer is Mo Bamba. At least for white teenagers and college students in Connecticut. So, listeners... In your neck of the woods, what's got what's got the, what's got the what's got the youths all riled up? We'd love to know at CRS Podcast. Dying to know. Yes. Yeah, Mo Bamba is a terrible song. Oof, boy. All right. All right. Um, anything else about statute of limitations? No, nah, I'm good. All right. Um, next up is a uh, high top Versace, um, featuring Young Thug, produced by ATL Jacob, who is basically Future's in-house producer at this point. Um, this is basically a Young Thug song featuring Two Chains, mm-hmm. but it's fine. I think it's fine. I don't know. It like I'm, it. It is what it is. I'm good. All right. I'm good. I I, I will. That was another question. I don't think I've liked the Young Thug feature outside of uh, was he on was he on Portland? Yeah, and he's really rapid on Portland. He is. I he like is. I like Young. Th- I think I don't know. I. I think Young Thug could still, I think he saw some interesting things he could do. I'm most bored when he is doing what I would call regular trap music. I think he's, yeah. he could do some different stuff. Um, but anyway, um, next up is a whip with uh, Travis Scott. Um, this is the Travis Scott stimulus package because it's produced by Wonder Girl and Mike Dean. Um, I hate how this song starts, but it gets better as it goes. Um, mm. I think this is not an A grade. Travis Scott stimulus package. Um, it's not terrible or anything like that, but like, I don't know. It's like a a B, B, you know, B or B plus effort from everybody for the most part. It's fine. It's cool. Mm. But like, I've heard better Travis Scott songs. I've heard better Travis Scott songs produced by Wonder Girl and Mike Dean. I've I've heard better Travis Scott and uh two chains songs, right? So like, I don't know. It's fine, but yeah, I'm I'm cool. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. Um, NCAA, uh, produced by Honorable Sino. Um, this beat is hard. I will give it that much. But the guitar part is remarkably stupid. <laughs> and the song is just kind of eh. Um, I hate the hook. Oh. I hate the hook because it's, uh, it's, it's off. But I oh. think it's intentionally off. Yeah, I hate that it's off. It's too. It's uh. It's in front of the beat. Um, I get. I get it. Sure. I get it. That's why I'm not. I'm not even tripping on it. Like I get it. This is. He's trying to cross over and get a different type of bag. I get it. That's fine. That's cool. Um, the verses are cool, but yeah, the hook really bothers me. Oh, it bothers me. It's hokey. That's what it is. It's hokey. Hokey. The hook is super hokey. Mm. It's hokey. I'm 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 good. I'm good. All right, let's talk about what 
everybody has been screaming the entire time when we get in the fireworks factory. Um, let's talk about Mama I Hit a Lick. Yeah. Featuring Kendrick, produced by Pharrell. Yes. This is the NERD stimulus package. Because <laughs> you can't tell me that this is not from the same sessions that produced... What's the record? Oh, man, it's going to drive me crazy. Um, NERD, Kendrick... What is this name of the song? Um, not Don't Do It. What was the other one? Kites. You remember Kites? I don't. Kites is uh, Kendrick, uh, MIA, and Pharrell. And it's off the oh. last NERD album. Vaguely. And Vaguely. It is bonkers. And there are like beat switches on beat switches. And like, I hear that and I hear like what, they, what he did for Kendrick's part. And then I hear this and I go, yep, this is the same Pharrell. But it's a dope Pharrell. Um, this beat is ridiculous. Beat is nuts. It and I'm gonna I'm gonna use a. This is gonna make me sound old. This beat knocks. <laughs> this beat is great. Beat um, is fire. Yep. Two Chains is good on this. Yes, he is. Um, what is our man Kendrick Lamar doing? Listen, we need to have a conversation about Kendrick really, really soon. We might need an intervention because he's quickly yeah. turning into Eminem. Mm. because like he starts like i love how how he starts on this but then he mm. like tweaks his voice and changes it up i think he's bored which mm. is the eminem problem mm. and then you have to make every guest appearance like an event where the beat switches yeah. and the drums drop out and you change your voice and it's like just rap yeah can you rap yeah just rap oh boy but like yeah i think yeah. he's bored because we all know that he could take this beat and turn it inside out and do whatever he wants and i think yeah. he wants i think he's like how can i do something different and it's like oh man yeah you don't always have to do different that's the i think that's the problem with um uh creativity and genius is you always like in some instances you feel like you have to outdo yourself sometimes you don't sometimes you have to do the same thing or the right thing consistently um, I'm thinking of you, you saying this reminds me of J. Cole, where Cole is just kind of like, I think I'm good on J. Cole versus after the off, after the offset album. But prior to that, that was great. And he wasn't doing anything special. He was rapping. The thing that was special was the type of music he was rapping over and the artist that he was collaborating mm. with. Um, that was the different thing, but he, Cole didn't change anything. Right. Um, and I, and, and he, he greatly benefited off of that. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with your your Eminem comparison. Because um, when I first heard this beat, I was like, "Oh, Kendrick's gonna kill this," and then I forgot. Like, yo, for the most part, Kendrick doesn't really kill his his guest appearances. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I think um, I think like there's you know you get these like super fans of artists like Eminem super fans are like, "Oh, can you believe what he did this time?" And I'm already starting mm -hmm. to see that with like Kendrick super fans where it's like. Oh, yeah. And it's like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ken, yeah. I mean, but everybody has super fan. Drake has a super fan. Oh, sure. Kendrick does, Cole does, like the unrealistic. Right, right, right. You know, nine last I mean, generation. Kanye yeah, does. Kanye. <laughs> Cuddy does. Yep, sure. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. But overall, even with Kendrick trying to be weird, like, it's still a dope song. Yes. The beat yeah. is crazy. That beat is ridiculous. Yes. Man, Kites is such a good song. Kendrick kills his guest. You want to talk about, actually, you want to talk about a great Kendrick guest appearance? Kites. Okay. All right. Um, this next song, this is how you know 2 Chainz uh, grew up listening to hip hop in the 90s. 
because he still thinks he needs the radio single. Like, Rule the World with Ariana Grande mm-hmm. is like, <laughs> it's, a, it's almost like a throwback in its concept, right? It's like, all right, we're going to take like, we're going to take a sample that is like 15 years old. So it's going to be like kind of nostalgic. People are going to recognize it. Um, but we're going to like R&B it up a little bit and we're going to have, you know, it's going to be kind of like bright and a little bit radio friendly. Like it's, it's not a song that people make anymore. You know what I mean? Mm, you don't need the, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so we have uh, Rule the World with Ariana Grande produced by Cardiac, Hitmaker, and a couple other guys. Um, That's Young Berg, if you did not know. Who is everywhere. Yeah. Killing it. Yeah. Um, as far as like these types of songs go, um, I think this is probably better than most, actually. Um, Bruh. The beat switch on 2 Chain's second verse is perfect. It's awesome. <sighs> yeah. I was not expecting the sample. That's why I texted you to warn you. You did. You're doing a lot. Well. <laughs> you definitely like the villain doing, doesn't uh, die at the end. You I'm, I'm, really I'm doing too much. Is that what's going No. Um, no. Uh, um, well, because, because I know how you feel about that A. Marie record. Absolutely. And I didn't want you to hear it and immediately go on Twitter and get angry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd have said something. You, you can't just you can't mess with A. Marie's first album. Right. You got to handle that with care. Um, so do you like it? Yeah. Okay. Y- but it, it, Two Chains' relationship with Ariana Grande is really weird. <laughs> so Ariana kind of reminds me of like my, Miley Cyrus, but just more subtle with her tryhard. Okay. So what I mean by that is Miley was super like, "Hey guys, I'm hip hop. Look at my jersey and my backwards hat. She dressed like a youth pastor again." Um, she was super over the top with it. Ariana Grande seems to be getting a pass because relationship with rappers, the type of voice she has, um, and this most recent album is the is the only album I've ever heard from her. But Pharrell's all over it. It sounds like an R and B album, but that's what a lot of pop artists do: is they will make an R and B record. That if an R&B artist would have made it, it would have been whatever. But because a pop artist is making it, it becomes a hit, um, which is kind of a cheat code because that's that's kind of it's what's I don't say what's what's always happened. But I think Mariah and Madonna were probably the first ones to do that. Right. Hmm. Mariah probably has more cred, but I would say Madonna dabbled in hip hop with human nature in 94. And that was like a thing. Yeah, I think. I think Ariana Grande is also, I think, I don't think people realize like how young she is. She is, uh, so she is. I think they do. You can't look at her and not realize how young she is. Okay. Well, she's all right. So she's 25, even though she's, you know. Divided by two. (laughs) But what I mean by that is like, she is of a generation that has like you, they grew up on. The notion of, oh, my iPod, first my iPod and then all my playlists on whatever on my phone have always had all kinds of music. And there's like a fluency with like switching between different genres, depending on your mood that we didn't grow up with for the most part. Mm. That I think there's a certain age group 
and I would certainly say certainly younger than Ariana, but maybe from Ariana's age down, where like that's you know that's just um that's just how they that's how they know music. So like I I hear I totally get what you're saying, and you're probably there's um you're probably mostly right, but I think there's also a little bit where it's like yeah actually like I don't I think with Miley it came across as very calculated because I think it was like sort of calculated, but like. I think Ariana is just sort of like some days, some days she'll make music like this and some days she's going to make music like this. Mm. I think one thing that we have not really, because, you know, we don't really talk about pop stars on Clark Radio Speakers. We have not really talked about how much Ariana Grande is dominating music right now. Yeah, she's killing it. Like her her album's number one again. Mm -hmm. Her album, this is not the first week of sales, but her album did 336 this week. Did it? She's killing it right now. She did 336. That album's been out for, what, a month? Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. No. I just realized that. I was talking about an album before then. Like, I forgot. She just dropped something, like, a month ago. Yeah. And she dropped something last year. Yeah. She she made the Thank You Next album, like, pretty quickly. Um, And, yeah. It's like doing ridiculous numbers. And the first two singles off of it were both number one debuts. Like she's mm. crushing it. That's crazy. So this I mean, is like, I've... right. This is like a, this is a good look for, for two chains. Yeah. So he th- he was on the remix to what? Seven rings. Okay. Remix to seven rings. And then <clears throat> people were saying that uh, she, her, some sort of aesthetic for something. No, March. she, um, she no she's well no she uh she uses a like because she's basically rapping in the song right um sing rapping and um basically she uses a very similar flow as two chains used on spend it no 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 i, I wasn't talking about that oh, there's oh. a there's a something that she has i don't know if it's merch oh she has a, a tat- video was she, well, she had a tattoo <laughs> it was it was something but it was it was the pink trap house from the pretty girls love trap music and like just completely swiped his aesthetic and he said something along the lines of you know he didn't want to look like uh uh an ungrateful or bitter uh black artist that got mad that the white girl took her stuff or took his stuff some something along that lines oh interesting I, I, the thing i, I didn't the, say the, the, the big thing i had heard about two chains and, and her was that um you know he there's a whole <laughs> whole bunch of people who accuse like Soldier Boy also basically said you that you know she jacked some of his flow from Pretty Boy Swag and um, her way of diffusing the situation with Two Chains was to put him on the Seven Rings remix and then um, obviously to do this guest appearance as well. Yeah, yeah, but so verse for verse. But this is this is a good look for him because this is going to drive his streams up crazy. It could. It'd be interesting to see if they push it. Yeah, I mean, even just off the off the. Off the strength. Off the like name people recognition. Are, people search Ariana absolutely. Grande. Right, right. Yep. Yep. It'll be that. But yeah, you're right. Like this record doesn't get made. Right. This 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 typically gets pushed to radio, but like what the is, radio what does that record, even look like now? <laughs> absolutely. 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 Um, but with all that said, <laughs> uh record's dope. I do, I like it. I like everything you said I agree with. <clears throat> okay. Um, next song up is uh, "Girls Best Friend" with Ty Dolla Sign, produced by Cardo. 
Um, mm-hmm. This is this feels like a song I've heard Ty Dolla Sign do like five thousand times. Absolutely. So I'm I'm pretty good with this. I'm cool. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I'm, okay. I'm good on this record. I'm good. Uh, Two dollar bill with Wayne and E40, uh, produced by DJ Mustard and Terrace Martin. Um, I think people kind of forget that Two Chains gave Mustard one of his early wins with "I'm Different." Yeah, the meme with the <laughs> with the three uh, piano keys. Yeah. Well, I mean, because like that was one of Mustard's early, like first, like because he was known before before that he was really known more of like oh he's like a he makes like West Coast records. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been the first time like a like oh here's like it was a single so here's like oh here's a single with an Atlanta artist like that was a different idea you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for what they're trying to do on the song, I think it mostly works for what it is. I think I actually like Wayne a lot on this song. Yeah, Wayne bodies this. Um, I think it's fine. It's cool. Yeah, it's I'm cool, cool with it. It's cool. Um, <laughs> speaking of ridiculous samples, um, uh, I said me produced by Thirty Rock. <laughs> this combo of samples is ridiculous. So this is Julie Andrews singing "My Favorite Things," mm-hmm. and then it's the song has the same Lonnie Liston sample used on Dead Presidents. Correct. Um. I kind of like the Dead President sample update. I do to the trap era. I think it kind of works. Yep. Um, you can't go that sample. You can't I go know. wrong with that sample. I know. You can't. Um, Shout out the line of listening. Yeah, Try to I, make that money, man. I, you know, uh, I think this song is fine. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. A lot of it's cool on this album. Yeah. Um, you got up next. You got the Chance uh, and Kodak Black record. Uh, I'm not crazy. Life is. Uh, produced by FKI first and Mike Dean. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this beat at all. Um, I think Two Chains doesn't sound great on it either. I would not pick this beat for Two Chains. I actually think Chance his voice sounds better on the beat. I I agree. Um, in Kodak Black, I'm good. Um, Yo, I'm cool. Okay, so I have to say this because yeah. I give opportunity to lyricists a lot of slander, mm. but I agree with you. His voice and his flow on this record works yeah. a lot. So I'm cool with him on this record. Yo, Kodak Black is terrible. <laughs> like I can't even like I can't get past his voice. Like, okay, so your your voice is real, your voice is whiny and squealy. You're offbeat half the time. Like it it's just a lot of things that just don't go well. Mm. No. I'm good. I'm good. No, thank you. And uh, last song is uh, Sam, produced by B. Clark, which is uh, the song that LeBron loved. Because, of course, LeBron loves the song with the UGK sample. Um, <laughs> I like the beat, though. Actually, you know, I think it's a good beat. Um, <laughs> the, so the entire concept of the song is that 2 Chains number one, doesn't understand taxes. And number two, doesn't <laughs> like paying taxes. So two chains as a rich person is basically what I'm saying. All I'm gonna say is the the beat's a little slow and plotting. It's a for little me. slow. So I'm I'm out the game. But you go. I just wanted to say that so you can go right ahead and get in your bag. Well, well okay. So just for people, <laughs> <laughs> just just so if you're listening to this and you've got this far, thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, somebody should explain to two chains how marginal taxes work. Right. Mm-hmm. Two chains is this whole part at the end of the song where he's like, Uncle Sam wants to take 
which is basically 40, which is basically 50, which first of all, that's some Foxy Brown math, but we're not going to go. <laughs> um, but the way that marginal taxes work. So like when you get to, so as a single, so uh, the actual tax bracket is if you are a single person and you make um, $500,000 a year or more, you are now in the 37% tax bracket. That doesn't mean that they take 37% of all your income. It means they take 30% of your income after 500,000. And you pay 35% on the amount between 200 and 500. And you pay 32% on the amount between 157 and 200. And so on and so forth. So like that's how tax brackets work. When you hear someone say, I'm in this tax bracket, it doesn't mean that they're taking that whole percentage of all your money. Right? The first like 10,000, they actually don't take any taxes on. And then it's like after that, it's like 10% for like the next bucket and so on and so forth. So all that to say, um, no, they're not taking like almost half of his money, but he's a rich person and he should pay his taxes anyway. But like, I wish that we had a better way for like explaining marginal taxes to people because I feel like people don't understand how taxes work. And that includes 2 chains, and so much so that uh, he made a song about it that LeBron loves. So that's my review of Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Tax day is All coming right. up. Everybody, please get your taxes done. Don't wait till the last minute. It's... Oh, boy. Did you do your taxes already, Armand? No, nah, not yet. Not yet. I got my W-2s. I'm just, I just haven't done it yet. I'm, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely the person who like February 1st, basically, like once I got my W-2s, I did my taxes. You did them immediately. I mean, that's smart. Get them out the way. I don't want them hanging over my head. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this. Overall, how do you like the album? Um, it's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, the songs that I go back to are Threat to Society, Mama I Hit a Lick and Rule the World. Um, I Said Me is probably one of those records that's going to hit a little later. Um, it's not a record that I immediately go to, but those four really like do it for me. Um, and yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm yeah. Cool with that. I, I think there are some good songs here. I think don't think this is like a great album. I don't think it's terrible, but you know, it's fine. Um, I've seen people describe this as like, I think I saw a thing from complex where they're like, this is two chains best album. And I was like, is it that? And that, and I meant to go back and listen to his other stuff. Like, okay, what is his best album? It might be boats. Mm. So boats, <laughs> boats has two boats to me. <laughs> Oh, we killed him for that. I forgot about that. So Boats is not perfect, but it opens real strong. It does. Yuck. I think I like Crack. I don't remember Crack and Dope Pepper. But No Lie is great. I mean, you've got No Lie birthday song and I'm different back to back. Those might... are, Are those his three best singles? They're his biggest. Um, For sure. That's an interesting question. What are his biggest singles? Um, uh, I really, you know, uh, there's some stuff on here that you can skip, like <laughs> for sure. But um, what we doing is also dope. Um, it's a dope Mike will be. So there's like there's some there's some records on here. The bonus version has Riot, which was actually from the uh, True Religion mixtape, but Riot was dope. Was a was a was a good song for him. Like oh, I remember Riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I don't know. Even just like the first half of this might be his strongest. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. 
What's Boats 2? Boats 2 is not good. It's got that terrible Netflix song with Fergie. Fergie? Fergie. Fergie? That's her new name? That's um, her new name. Like, Feds Watching was... Nah. Yeah. That was a swing and a miss. I do it with Drake and Wayne. Nah. Yeah, and that was a swing and a miss, too. I mean, I he, don't remember any of these records. Wow, he made a song called Mainstream Ratchet. I forgot about that. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Right. I'm good. It's definitely not Boats 2. Forgot he did that collab album with Wayne. Not good. Uh, the Daniel Sun <laughs> Necklace Dawn record. Nope. Uh, the Drake record was dope. Big Amount was dope. Yeah, but the rest of it, nah. Yeah, then he was doing like mixtapes. He did Trap Girl. Uh, Pretty trap Girls like trap music. Yeah. Which, I don't remember any of these songs. Four, I remember, I, I, you know, 4 a.m. is fine. Um, oh, this is, oh, I forgot. He put bonus tracks in the middle of the album, which is definitely strange. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a vibe was, uh, I think that's one of his, I feel like they got millions and millions of streams. I feel like seeing an, I felt like I saw a number that that was really large. Maybe. I mean it um it peaked at 44 on Billboard, so I don't think it did crazy streaming numbers, but that's pretty good for him. But like, I don't know, in general, I wouldn't describe that as like his biggest like a huge single from him. Yeah. I'm trying to think his biggest singles. Let's look at his biggest singles. I mean, in terms of like being a guest, like well, I, so yeah, 20 so 2012, he guests on Mercy and then he does No Lie, Birthday Song, and I'm Different. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What's his highest charting solo single? It is. Got, is it No, no lie? lie? No. Yep. Oh, he had a record with Wiz Khalifa, We Own It, from Fast and Furious. That, that actually... doesn't count. Okay. So that then... doesn't count. Wiz Khalifa on a Fast and Furious soundtrack, that's a cheat code. That doesn't count. So then, yeah, it's No Lie, and then I'm Different. Yeah. Makes sense. But it's a vibe that did better than I remember, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right. We've been recording for two and a half hours, but we are finally going to talk about Solange. Are you ready? Let's do it. So, how, so uh, I, I mean, you should be driving this. This is, this is your bag here, but um, <laughs> I'm trying to think when, I'm trying to think the first Solange album that I, that I heard. Like, when did I start, like, paying attention to Solange as an artist? That's a great question. So... Was it the uh, Hadley Street Dreams one? Maybe. Yeah, Soul Soul Angel because it had some it had some uh, Neptunes on it. Probably. Yeah, I decided it was Neptunes, and that record is actually fire. I don't know if yeah. I ever heard that. It's dope. Yeah, it's kind it's kind of like a like a sixties doo-wop Motown uh, feel. Well, to yeah, it, I see. It's... I see. It samples the hand claps from Where Did Our Love Go? So. Yep. 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 Okay. Um, but there's some records on. I I got on that album really late, but it's that I'm at some joints. Okay. It does. I never heard True. I didn't hear that. I'm good. Um, what is and True? Oh, a, True. Oh, True is like a second album. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But so there's four years between True and the Seat at the, the, seat table. At the table, right? And and for Solange, those first two albums were her trying to get out of the Beyonce shadow. Yeah. Because they wanted her to be Beyonce Jr. Sure. And a seat at the table was an emphatic, I'm nothing like Beyonce. Right. But I'm exactly like Beyonce. <laughs> a seat at the table is really good. <sighs> it's really good. That's I'll say, it's one of the greatest albums I've ever heard. Mm. I'll say it. I'll say it. That album is phenomenal. I was playing I was is, playing Where Do We Go the other day and I was like, oh. 
That album is great. It's a great the, album. The, the skits, the ma- the masterpiece, everything. Like, yeah. Scales might be the only song that I'm like kind of cool on, only because it's a little slow. And I'm not crazy about Mad. I'm good on Mad. But oh, the rest like of Mad. it's phenomenal. Yeah, Mad. It's okay. Okay. It's all right. So this basically, she she made a sharp left turn and she was out of here. Right. She became the poster child. I think because that album was so emphatic, it was a statement album. Yeah. It did a, it did a lot um for her and it spoke to a lot of people. It was very black. Um very uh, yeah, it was just a statement album. She made she said a lot of things on that album. Um a lot of records and I didn't realize this until you know Later, I was reading the lyrics and songs that I think are love songs. They're about like other stuff. <laughs> like Don't You Wait is about like her record labels or something like that. I'm like, what? But sure, I'll, <clears throat> I'm rolling. Um, so she goes left. She makes this album. Another thing I have to say about this album was that it's not an immediate yes. Did you hear it the, the first time you heard it? Were you like, oh, yes, this is great? When I get home? No, no, no. Uh, see at the table. Yeah, I knew. Okay. I didn't. Hmm. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, what is this? I was like, yo, what is this? No, like, I, um, for me, it's, I don't know, like, it's, you know, it's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Raphael Sadiq on it. He's typically, he's pretty good. Like, you know, like, the, 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 there was a lot there. Like, there was stuff that immediately caught me. Like, Cranes in the Sky caught me. I, I actually really like Mad. Uh, don't touch my hair is dope. Where do we go is ridiculous. Uh, the dream record is dope. Like there's just there were records that immediately stood out for sure. Sure, sure. Don't you wait was the one that did it for me. That was the first one that, yeah. And then uh, borderline the Q-tip record. Those 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 drums. Mm. And then everything just it was one of like I heard it. I heard the album. It's it. She's singing off key. The the melodies are weird and awkward. But I couldn't get them out of my head. And it goes from what is this to I can't stop listening to it. So four years later, you knew she was coming. She she buys Black Planet, which is which is okay. Um you start seeing more pictures. I think she did like a she did like a GQ or she did something recently where she was talking about making music. And out of nowhere, we get some video snippets we get a track list and then we get a date which is tomorrow right and now we have when i get home yeah <sighs> it's really hard to go track by track on this i have track by track notes i'm sh- i'm sure you do we can but i have to speak to this whole album the whole album is about a vibe as the kids say yes yes it's the album is one of those it's one of those things where like there are standouts, sure, but it's something where you have to dedicate thirty nine minutes to it and just let it ride. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a very unorthodox album. Yes, it is. Um, first of all, there are a lot of interludes and intermissions and songs that are so short they might as well be interludes. Um, there is there, there are actually not a ton of like. There's a surprisingly small amount of what I would consider traditionally constructed songs on here right this is a very experimental project yeah i think this is um 
I think this is an album of foresight. What do you mean by that? Meaning, I think people don't like it because they don't understand it. Oh, people people aren't liking this album? No. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, she's getting a lot of backlash for this album. I, I played this album from, I was riding around, you know, this weekend doing stuff and Marissa was in the car sometimes listening to it. And I, I love, I love listening to new music with her because un, she doesn't know it, but she definitely approaches music kind of like how, um, uh, people used to approach music when I would go to like music conferences or beat battles. She's sitting there listening. She's like, is there a, is there a radio hit on this album? <laughs> and I was like, that's a really good question. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, so I was like, mm, let me play for you Sound of Rain. Not that it's a radio mm-hmm. hit, but like Marissa likes Pharrell, like maybe that, you know, that's mm-hmm. it. right. So I go right to that. And like, we could talk about that if you want, but like, I think Sound of Rain is like tremendous. It's ridiculous. Oh my God. It's amazing. Right. Um, like, there are all sorts of reasons why it's great, but like, Marissa's just kind of like, yeah, this is cool. She's like, this sounds <laughs> like background music. Like, and it, 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 yes. it, it kind of does, but this is an album to me that, worms its way into your head after a while and i think the fact that it's so short kind of helps because like yes i was working from i was just uh i was working down from new haven on friday which is like 45 minutes from where i live but it's where i used to work um so i had like lunch with former coworkers, but i was like working from coffee shops and stuff so i had headphones on so i didn't have to hear people um and i just kind of had this album looping actually and Next thing you know, you're like, you know, you're singing little bits from it and it like gets stuck in your head and, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing this and that. But it is not an album. I think, well, it's not an album designed for the streaming era at all. Mm. Right. Like you're not there's not stuff here that I mean, you you could sure you could pluck Sound of Rain. I think you could. What else could you pluck? You could probably pluck. I've got um, dr- dreams you could pluck. Uh, way to the sh- way to the show you can plug i think dreams is kind of weird um i think you could way to the show and stay flow i think both you could pluck almeida you could pluck yeah i think almeida is also weird but i think it's almeida is a, it's um i don't think it's phenomenal it's it's, it's, it's a fire. weird song but it works it's fine all right we might have to go we might have to go on the list here all right let's just do it let's just do it all right so <laughs> it, it's a weird intro right oh like, my god you know first of all she's just singing about what she's imagined for a little while. Mm-hmm. But at the she's end, there's a very Stevie Wonder like style thing that they're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it, it's a vibe as the kids say. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and then you get into an interlude. So you have like this weird intro. That's not a song, but it's an intro. Mm-hmm. Then you have an interlude. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get to like the first real song which is mm-hmm. down with the click, which is, mm-hmm. uh, so mo- a lot of the production on here is Solange, uh, this guy named John Key and this guy named John Carroll Kirby, but there are other people who help out right down with the click has, uh, Tyler on keys and doing extra vocals. Um, and I like down with the click, there's like a couple songs in here and this is one of them. She's kind of sounding like Aaliyah on this almost. Well, she's got a very, she's got an airy voice. Sure. And I think that's where the Aaliyah comparison would come in because Aaliyah wasn't necessarily strong vocally, but she knew how to maximize her voice. And I think production helped with that as well. Sure. But like Down With The Click is cool. It's all right. It's cool. Um, I really like Way To The Show. 
That was a grower. I hated it at first. Oh, I love it now. Yeah. Um, I think the outro or like the last bridge or whatever you want to call it is, is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who has background vocals on this? Mm. Cassie. So, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, then you get another interlude with a, a sample of Diamond and Princess from Crime Mob. Sure. Why not? Um, oh, is that who that is? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That works. But then Stay Flow. Like you got Metro Boomin helping out on the beat. Yep. Um, this is dope. I love like this is I, I think this is dope. I love the feel on this. I swear the synth bass here sounds like I, I looked it up. They're not there's no sample listed, but it sounds like a flip or an interpretation of the synth bass from I from the sample from I Got Five on it. Mm. Like almost like it's like slowed down and turned around a little bit, but like it feels like that kind of. Maybe it's just inspired by, but I think it totally works. I think that's a dope song. You like Stay Flow? Okay. It's cool. Mm. It's cool. That's one of those records that like... You don't like the songs. I, I mean, I, yeah. yeah. Like I go to it and I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. But then like it didn't, like it hasn't hit me yet. Like this album, I'm not, I know I haven't fully grasped it yet. Sure. And I'm giving myself time because of what happened with A Seat at the Table. A Seat at the Table was such a slow burn for me, which is why... It lasted as long in my rotation as it did. Where it took me like two months to get it. And once I got it, oh, I got it. And I didn't let it go. This is going to be a real good rainy day record. Stay flow or this album? This album. Yeah. So when I listened to it at work, I was trying to figure it out. It hit me when I got in the car. Mm. I had I had the title hi-fi. Shout out. <laughs> the title hi-fi. It, it sounded different. It's just different. It, it just, it did sound different with the hi-fi. Okay. And listening to it in the car while I'm driving to, you know, uh, run a couple errands on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Is when I was like, oh, <laughs> it was, that's when the vibe hit. Right, right, right. But, but stay, stay flow is one of those records I can't, I haven't, I haven't grasped it yet. But, but you like, you really like dreams. I love dreams. Dreams was the first one I grasped. Really? I love dreams. Yes. So this, um, yes. along with the people who are normally producing on this album, this also has Dev Hines on production and Earl Sweatshirt produces the outro. Shout out to Earl. And uh, Devin's got some vocals on here. Because of course he does. It's Houston. Um, it's like a, I don't know. It's a little bit of a slow song for me. Um, it's cool. I think dreams is cool. Okay. Um. How do you feel about Almeida? Almeida's dope. It's dope. I like it a lot. Um, it's kind of a weird song. I don't know how I feel about it's, Playboy Cardi, but the dreams part is so ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, that's Pharrell. Like that Pharrell, Pharrell and Terry's don't really work together all that often, do they? You know, I don't know. It's like, hold on. Have they ever worked together? I mean, they must have, right? There's apparently a dream. Oh, they did have that the record on 1977. Oh, right. <laughs> they did. Yeah, we've all forgotten about 1977. Oh, yeah. Now, the narrative is coming back where, like, oh, yeah, 1977 was a clip. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Sorry. I'm good. It looks like that's the only music they've got together. I'm hmm. sure there's. I'm sure there's something. Right. Well, now we have another one, right? So Pharrell is helping produce an Almeida. Um, I think it's kind of a weird song, but I think it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's cool. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about Time Is? Eh, so it's okay. Yeah. This is, I ain't really hit the, this one hasn't hit me yet. It's kind of weird. Um, at least it's not really my favorite, if I'm being honest. But once you get to the you got to know part, I think it picks up. Yes. Um, I was excited when I saw this because, um, you know, it's got uh, a, it's got background vocals from when I saw the credits. I saw the credits before I heard the album, which is always a weird way to hear an album. But, you know, it's got Sampha and Tyler as like additional vocals. So I was like, huh. Okay. Sampha's your, bo- Sampha's your boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my skin, my logo with Gucci Mane. Let, let me let me reiterate your point before we get there. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. Some of these songs you have to let play because they evolve into oh, something parts. completely different. Yes. Right. Definitely. Like some of these songs are more like, I think some of the, and I'm just going to sound like I'm damn with faint praise, but like some of them are not, many of them actually are not like what you would consider traditionally structured songs. It's Correct. more like, here's an interesting idea. And then we put another interesting idea really like that is somewhat tangentially related right next to it at the end. And we're calling it a song. And there's a lot of that. Like, I think my skin, my logo is the same thing, right? Like this is, um, uh, this is Solange and her normal crew, but also Tyler and Steve Lacey helped produce this. And that's gotta be that last part, right? The, like the outro to this song is 100% Tyler. Yeah. Um, but like, this is a song that would, it's almost like I would describe this as like two interludes combined, mm-hmm. but it's cool. I think it's fine. I don't know. How do you feel about that song? Um, I like, it's playful. It's kind yeah. of, it's kind of, it's kind of, fu- I didn't realize that like, I was like, oh, <laughs> with this Gucci boycott, they might've wonder if they pulled this, but then I heard Gucci ad libs. I was like, oh, she's talking about Gucci. Right. Name. Right. Got it. <laughs> Um, it's playful. It's cool. It's not a record I go to, but again, if you listen to the album in its totality, I don't, I don't hate it. Right. Um, but it, it's okay. And we haven't really been talking about like the actual interludes on this album and the intermissions and stuff like that. Um, which are all like, I want to describe them as quirky, but that's sort of not really giving them justice. It to me gives the feel almost of like, you're almost like skipping around like on an old television dial, like back when, like. Back when we were kids, no, but like you know, the old style where like like you're switching between like the 13 stations you got on antenna on a really old TV. Like it has this like, or like if you another example would be like if you're skipping like skipping around like trying to find like different radio stations, and you're getting all these different like clips that sort of filter in. Is how a lot of these intermissions and interludes feel to me. If that makes Mm -hmm. any sense. Yeah. Um, these next two songs, I kind of almost consider like. They might have, they're sort of like a combo song, right? Uh, Jared and Benz. Um, I know you like Benz. I love Jared. Oh, see, I think Benz I, is a, Benz is like almost them. like a banger. Yeah. I mean, I love the, I love them both. I love like the tran, this the is, transition I mean, is great. The dreams on this record. So, of course, but what, what Jared starts as and how it evolves and what it ends up being. And then that, when the drums come in, yeah, yeah. amazing, amazing. Yeah. This is my favorite part of the album, besides a song we're going to talk about shortly. Yeah, um, yeah. This this is it for me. I love I love these two records. Love them. Yeah, um, yeah. No, Jared's good. Ben's is great. Um, I kind of want. It's one of those things where like I I know she's doing all these short songs, but like Ben's is a minute and fifty one seconds. We could have could have made that longer. Um, but 
It's dope. I like it. Yeah. Beltway is kind of like an interlude. I, yeah. It's kind of a song. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm I'm good. Exit Scott is like an interlude to the interlude. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like it. So that's, I'm cool with it. I love the sample at the end. And then mm-hmm. um, Sound of Rain. <sighs> the Pharrell four count. You know you're, you know you're in for something. Yep. Um, so Pharrell's on the uh, helps out on the beat, obviously. Um, and Steve Lacey uh, has backup vocals on this. Um, man, the synths and keys on here are just phenomenal. Yes. Crazy. Yes. Crazy. The song has like layers. Like you, you know, it's it's almost subtle how like dope it is. Because like yes. I played this for Marissa, and I I was giving her the look that you give someone where you're like. You want them to be like, oh my God. And instead she's like, yeah, this is good. And I was like, what do you mean it's good? <laughs> you know, yeah. I wanted her to be like, whoa, but it's not, you know, there's nothing really on this album that like you put it on and within five seconds, someone's going to be like, oh my God. Nah. It's such a subtle album. It is a subtle album. And I think that's one of the reasons why, that's one of the other reasons why people don't like it. It, requ- it requires you to give yourself to it. You have to, you, right. It's not, a, this is not an album where you listen to it once and you go, okay, cool. I want these five songs on my playlist and then I'm good. Yep. It's nope. not that kind of album. Nope. Definitely not. And even the shorter, like I think of shorter albums that have come out over the past year, like, you know, none of the Wyoming project, you know, albums from Kanye, those were all short, but they were also traditionally constructed. You could take any number of those songs and put them on a playlist and it didn't matter. Whereas this, is like it's just a this is like i, I can't, i'm trying to think of another album that i would simply describe as like this is more a mood than an album you know yes. it's just kind of there yes i have no idea how this will translate live i'm very curious i'm really mad that i missed her uh seat at the table tour i have to catch her live if she tours this she should tour it. oh i'm, I'm sure, sure she, she will. will yeah 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 it this might be like a a 20 i mean it's this is 39 minutes right yeah. so you can literally do this whole album. Oh, for sure. You like could do, this could be the tour. You could do both the albums. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping well, like, yeah, yo, if yeah, you yeah. give me a, if you give me a two hour show, so, okay, this album is 39 minutes. Say you could stretch this out to 50 minutes, maybe an right, hour. Right, at the right, most. You add in, you add another stuff. Give me another 30 to 45 minutes. I mean, give me another 30 minutes of, of a seat at the table. Right. Give me that. I don't know if she's going to do it, but give it to me. Okay. So we both, I mean, sound, it's sound arranged the, it's, it's the, it's like the immediate highlight from this album, right? The, the, the three highlights for me are dreams, uh, Gerard or Jared in the bins and sound of rain, like all, all three of them. Now, now sound of rain sticks out like a sore thumb Yeah. in, in the best way possible. Yeah. That's like the best R and B for real I've heard in a minute. Yeah, it's good. Real it's good. really, really good. It's really, I good. do like that. I do like the Ariana Grande record that Pharrell gave her, though. gave him, gave her. Yeah, he did a bunch. Was, he did a couple on her album, actually. There was one in particular. Uh, one, and I ended up sending it to. You, I ended up sending it to you. Yeah, it was cool. Beyonce did a version. I like that record. That record is dope. Um, um but yeah, this is clearly like this. For bro, this reminds me of like, use your heart. Like, this is like super. This reminds me of lavish a little bit. Hmm. Like that kind of Pharrell bag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, a, like a drifty Pharrell. Yeah. 
And then we follow this up with, we get a, another interlude that's super short and has Scarface talking for like two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we end with I'm a witness, which is kind of an outro. Like it's, I would describe it as spacey. I think yeah. it mostly works. I think it's fine. Um, every time I've listened to this album, like it, I, like I said, I t- it tends to just sort of loop over. So like, I almost don't really pay attention to I'm a witness because it's like, it's not that long and you know, next thing you know, you're back around to the intro again. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, I know you don't, I know you, don't, you, especially for albums like this, you kind of want to sit with it for a minute, but it sounds like you are a big fan initially. Um, Maybe a fan. Yeah. This is, I think that people don't realize what she's doing with this album or what she did. Like she is in this. Okay. So where we are. Okay. Here we go. I'm break it down. Check it out. All right, boom. It's almost 10 o'clock. So I'm going to try and make this as quick as possible. First, you like, boom. First, you take like the blue and the cream. No, okay. Anyway. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Um, so we're in a culture where a musical climate where people are taking one song and going off of that. And the album is, serves more as a playlist. This is a thing where the album is like a song. Where it's that instead of like a three minute, three and a half minute thing, this is a 39 minute experience, vibe, mood, whatever you want to call it. You have to take in the whole experience to really appreciate it. She's challenging the listeners. And what I've noticed with this album is that people didn't get it on the first listen and they immediately trashed it. That is very egotistical. And that's what people do is they'll listen to it a time or two and they'll say, I don't get it. So it's trash. We do that culturally anyway. We'll initially say, I don't get this. So it's not good. Can I push back on that for a sec? Sure. First of all, I don't think as fans, we owe artists anything. I, I think I think you if you are going to judge a thing, you need to judge a thing completely. Sure. Don't ju- don't judge it and say, well, because I don't get it that it's not good. That's not fair. Well, okay, but I think if you're going to knowingly challenge your list, your your fans and your listeners, maybe you should give them a little bit of sugar, as well. Like give them a spoonful of sugar, right? Like this is entertainment, right? Like this is this is music. So like, you can challenge people, but like you can't. Sometimes there there's a limit to how much people. Are going to be challenged, yeah. Especially in an environment where people have unlimited choice. This isn't the old days where you pay twelve ninety nine for the album, you go sit with it for a while, because that's just how it worked. But it doesn't work that way anymore necessarily. So, like, you have to adapt, right? I think, but I think that's been Solange's whole thing. Solange's whole thing has been anti culture. So then, so I think the response to that will be like, well, why do I have to give you sugar? Because that's how life works. Otherwise, it becomes. Otherwise, you're. It's basically like, it's basically like, well, you know, art is supposed to be challenging, and art is supposed. To, it's like, well, you know, sometimes it's supposed to be fun too. Like, if you're gonna sure. challenge people, give them a little something. And I'm not saying she's not. I'm just. I'm. I'm playing a little devil's advocate here, but like, I just wanted to push back on that. But keep going. I'm sorry, I interrupted yeah. you. I, yeah, I don't. I'm not upset that for some people they're gonna have to work for this album. Sometimes you gotta sometimes you have to work to understand a thing. Like 
if you don't take in the whole, if you don't understand the whole experience, sometimes people feel weird that it's like, this isn't what I thought it should be, which then also goes into expectation because I think people wanted a seat at the table too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is, this just reminds me of friend of the show. This reminds me of like 808s. This reminds me of Yeezus. This reminds me of albums that were so polarizing when they came out that it was a very much love and hate. And then uh, culture progressed, music progressed. And then I go back to Yeezus and say, oh, it wasn't that bad. I get it now. You listen to Electric Circus and you in 2002 and you're like, what was common thinking? You hear it later and you're like, oh, I get it. They were trying something. You listen to Blueprint 3 and you're, you're, oh, they were trying something and they fully fleshed it out. So I feel like <clears throat> what Solange is doing, I think that you're going to see more people do music this way where it's just a big thing. I saw she did on Apple Music where she did a whole movie. I'm not going to watch it because all the clips I saw just looked really unnecessarily deep. We didn't talk about any of the themes of this album and we're pro neither one of us is probably well suited <laughs> enough to <laughs> address them. We'd have to get like an expert correspondent to do that. Um, there is a bit of fake deepness happening here. There is. And I think that sometimes goes hand in hand with the, I'm making challenging art. And that's kind of what I'm, I, I, I have this like allergic reaction to that sometimes, right? Like it was interesting to hear the examples you brought up, right? Cause like, I don't think Yeezus was that challenge. I think some of, I think Yeezus is a good example, right? Like, sure. He's making, uh, like, sure. He does that intro, which is like super industrial and super challenging, but then he also gave people bound too, right? At the end. Sure. But like, there's. He's given people, right? But there's also like, there were immediate songs in there where people were like, okay, I get it. Some of this other stuff I don't know about, but there was still the songs where you're like, like nobody sat, like everybody knew immediately. You heard Black Skinhead and you're like, okay, I, I under, like I get what's happening here. I understand this, right? And I think Electric Circus, like I think that's a fascinating example as well because like I think that was pretentious then and I think it's pretentious now, right? Um, it's stuffed. It's trying to do something Sure. But like, just because you're trying to do something and it's difficult, I don't think that makes it better. I agree. I okay. I think sometimes I people get stuck in the, well, they're making challenging art. And I was like, well, maybe no, they no, just, no. maybe it's just not good. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't think that's happening here. Cause I think this is good, but anyway, keep going. Right. So this, so let me, let me also say that what I'm saying is not a general statement. Okay. What I'm saying applies to this album in particular. Um, Cause you're right. Other times it's like, you're you're being artsy fartsy and you're it's really just trash so i agree with you there but in the case of solange i feel like she executed something really well and i think that because people don't understand it it immediately becomes well i don't like this this isn't good instead of like let me try to understand what the artist was because i think she earned a lot of real estate with the seat at the table so i, I feel like she felt confident enough to say i want to take my audience somewhere else and i think there she had her loyal like every other fan base you have your loyals that are going to go with you whatever you with whatever you do you have your casuals that are going to be like ah, i don't know so she took a risk with this album because she could have made a seat at the table too and, and everything would have been fine if not better but she didn't and i think she pulled i think she pulled it off i know once the weather changes springtime oh my god 
sound of rain on like a 50 degree day. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. So I, I don't have a fully fleshed out opinion on it outside of I like it. I feel like I'm going to like it a lot in the coming months. And she avoid it's it's funny. People are saying this is her second album because it almost feels like true in the Haley Street Dreams versus a seat at the table and this are two totally different artists. Mm. But now realizing this is her fourth album, yo. Um yeah, I uh I think this is a really interesting project. I think she's doing cool stuff musically. I think there's lots of great ideas on here. I'm not a hundred percent convinced that this was the best way to take your fans like on this journey she's trying to take people on. Like some people are going to be all the way for it, but you know, like it's not even just that there's like themes here that you need to pay attention to, but like there's a lot that is being challenged. So actually let me say this about the whole challenging point and then we can drop it and we can move on. Um, which is that I think you can challenge as a musician. I think you can challenge fans only so many different ways on a given project. And this is an album that rewards multiple listens because some stuff is subtle. But then on top of that, you're challenging people with what I would consider unorthodox song structure. Mm. Some of these songs don't even have what I would remotely consider a proper chorus. Some of these songs are nothing but like alternating choruses practically. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not to say that, you know, I only like songs that have traditional structures or anything like that. But like, I think this, I think it does throw people the first time. Like you hear a song and you're like, you're kind of getting into it. And you're like, what you kind of, it's almost like, I don't really understand what's happening right now. And then like the next song comes on and it sounds also kind of cool, but like you still don't understand what's happening. And so like for some people that is an invitation to like keep listening and to learn more. But there are some people who you're going to lose. And like, maybe she's decided that she's okay with losing those people. 100%. But like, I just want to say that like, it's a choice that she, either she, either she made it unknowingly or knowingly, but it is a choice. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I agree. Yep. I agree. All right. Is there anything else you want to say about this album? No. Is there anything else you want to talk about this week? God, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm practically about to fall asleep right now. All right. Oh my God. Thank you everybody so much for listening this week. I, yeah, I mean, this is going to come out at some point, but I don't think it's coming out Wednesday morning. Sorry, everybody. I need to go to bed. Um, But uh, this might even be three parts. I don't know. Pretty long. Um, But anyway, um thank you everybody as always for listening hit us up at crs podcast and let us know um what you think about any of the variety of stuff that we talked about this week um armand you got anything to plug i do but i don't even feel like it <laughs> go ahead and plug come on oh come on uh, can they go Saturday- some can you just give them a url they can go learn yeah next saturday uh 1 p.m uh truth about hip-hop discussion town hall parsons library please uh reserve a seat at armand wake up.com there it is if you're in the columbus area check it out oh, we got people coming in oh yeah we got people coming in it's crazy but yeah come to that all right uh i have no idea if we're gonna be back next week i have no idea what's coming out but if not next week we'll be back soon thank you everybody that's it